I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Alright, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 33. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, uh, so let's get right into it. Obviously here with my co-host, Sam Carter. Sam, uh, how are you doing on this uh, great Tuesday? Pretty good, how about you? I'm doing awesome. And uh, the Braves, uh, they remain steady as well. Um, they're standing right around 500. Um, they're three and a half games out of the playoffs, so they trail the Mets in that division by three and a half games. Um, but some big news out of the PJ Tour this week. John Rahm had a six-shot lead at the Memorial, but it withdrew, uh, it withdrew uh, due to a positive COVID-19 test. Uh, he had not had his full vaccination yet because he got a baby uh, in April. And so, Sam, my question to you is, should leagues and uh, associations of sport require vaccines for participation nowadays? Um, I think, yeah, just because I think that there's a push to get everybody vaccinated. And I think that when, uh, not necessarily famous, but popular people like that don't get vaccinated, it it, it doesn't help the um, the push for everyone to get vaccinated. Right. Um, I agree with you. Obviously, I think there's a choice there. So I don't think you require it, but I think it sets a bad image um, when you don't, obviously, you know, want to get back and all. But he had gotten his first shot, but he had not been fully vaccinated at all. And so if you're an athlete and you see, you know, he was obviously lost out on millions of dollars. And a PJ Tour win. Um, if you're an athlete, Sam, do you see this and go, "Now I definitely got to get my vaccine"? Yeah, yeah. Because the last thing that you want is to lose contention for something as as silly as that um, when it can be prevented. All right, and uh, moving on to some huge news out of the NFL this week, um, and some great news for all. You Panther fans, Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans in exchange for two 2023 p- picks and a 2021, 2024 pick. Um, these were both not uh, first-round picks. And so, Sam, i got to ask, you know, obviously that Tennessee offense is getting a lot more high-powered. Uh, who do you like? Uh, who do you think won this trade? I think that Tennessee definitely won this trade because they didn't give up first-round picks at all for a great uh, receiver like um, Julio Jones. So I, I definitely think that uh, the Titans won this trade. Um, I'm going to say there's no clear winner of this trade. Obviously, the Titans get a lot better, but I think the Falcons are trying to rebuild, and this is the first step. Obviously, you know, an older guy, not, you know, particularly young, you know, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money. Obviously, Tennessee will. But they're going to be definitely pretty scary next year, and I think they can definitely contend uh, for the championship. Uh, so that'll be exciting to see. You know, take a lot of pressure off of Derrick Henry, so he might have a monster season, and uh, we'll see how all that unfolds. Um, but in the NHL, Carolina Hurricanes are down three-one in their series to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they will fight uh, for their playoff lives tonight. Uh, that is on, I think, NBC Sports Network. But Sam, any final thoughts uh, before we close out this other sports segment? Nope. All right, coming up next, we're going to be back uh, with Mixed Bag and a bit of an uh, interesting twist uh, on the, uh, the topic. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, and we are back with Mixed Bag and today with a bit of an interesting 
uh, topic here. We got it out of the uh, Shea Serrano, his uh, Basketball and Other Things book. Um, what are the 10 greatest hairstyles in NBA history? Um, you think of a lot of guys, you know, hair, you know, they've done, they've done a lot of things with it uh, in the NBA. And so, Sam, like I asked you with, at the start of every mixed bag, uh, what, what do you makes a great hairstyle? How unique it is, and um, that's really all that there is to it. It doesn't even have to look particularly good. All right. Um, I I had to say that it's got to be. I got to associate the hairstyle with um, a with the person. I think a great example. Of this is James Harden. Obviously, his nickname is the Beard, so that you know that helps. But you know, I got to think of one of the th- first things I got to think of when I think of that person is their hairstyle, and uh, what it means to them. And so today we're doing it a little bit differently. Normally me and Sam will read off our lists and debate them back and forth, but today we're going to try to put together a collective list. This will be Carter and Lowry's top ten hairstyles, agreed upon or not. Uh, There will be a lot of debating. And uh, so, Sam, we're going to start at the top of the list to let the warfare begin. Give me your pitch on what should be the greatest hairstyle in NBA history. So I'm starting out with number one. Yeah, so we're trying to put together a list of 1 through 10, but I want you to tell me why you think your number one should be our number one. All right, so I have Dennis Rodman's smiley face haircut as my number one just because it's so unique. And when have you ever seen a smiley face in someone's hair? I'm going to have to go, well, I decided for my pick that it was going to be the ball of Michael Jordan. I said 1992, Michael Jordan was the peak of this. Um, you know, it represented, I mean, it was just him, you know, obviously Kobe kind of followed along with that, but he was the original and going bald. Um, I think Dennis Rodman, he was my number two, but Sam, I'll put him at number one, but we got to make a compromise. I think that the smiley face was not the best one. I think we either got to go with the 33s when he did for Scottie Pippen or just the straight up bleach that he did, um, in San Antonio. So I want you to pick one of those two and we'll pick. Uh, Dennis Rodman is our number one. Um, I'm going to go with the Scottie Pippen. All right. So in 1998, if you don't know the story, um, if you haven't watched The Last Dance, please watch it. But um, Dennis Rodman um, was respecting his teammate, Scottie Pippen, who's holding out because of contract negotiations with Bulls GM Jerry Krause. So he put 33s in his head. Um, you know, just, you know, honor his teammate. And uh, he played great in that stretch, probably the best stretch of the whole season for him. You know, him and Michael Jordan, they went like 20 and 7, just him and Mike. So that was pretty awesome. And uh, that was, you know, he was it. He was the, they always used to do the NBC. They had those graphics of like the Bulls record with his different hairstyles. But definitely uh, one of the NBA's oddest characters. And I think pretty deserving of that top spot. So Sam, uh, what is your number two? I obviously already said the Michael Jordan bald, but what is your uh, number two? My number two is the Larry Bird mullet. I think that um, this encompasses that whole like era of the 80s, um, and it's on a great player like Larry Bird. Okay, let me ask you a question, Sam. Does any kid look at Larry Bird's mullet and say, I want to grow a mullet like Michael Jordan? Um, I hope not. <laughs> That's right. And I think that Michael Jordan deserves to be, he just deserves to be number two. You can't tell me, Larry Bird, Mullet, that was a part of him, 
but Michael being bald, like that's just that's just who he was, you know. When you think of Michael Jordan, you never think of him with hair. You never think about anything. It's just the bald. And obviously, Larry Bird, he went and like he did like a shorter haircut, um, and he had like the he like combed it out sometimes. But no, Michael Jordan was just bald. That's who he was, and I think that's got to be number two. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I guess. All right, so our number two pick is going to be uh, Michael Jordan, uh, bald. And so, Sam, why don't you read us uh, your number three? My number three was actually bald Michael Jordan. So, and my number three um, was Allen Iverson's cornrows. So, I guess the matchup now is uh, Larry Bird against uh, Allen Iverson. So, give me your pitch why you think Larry Bird, um, you know, deserves to be above Allen Iverson. I think Larry Bird deserves to be above Allen Iverson because he's just a better player. He was more successful, and he was there first. First doesn't mean everything, Sam. I'm I'm not kidding you. You could see you know anybody. You saw you know eight year old kids you know that just were coming from anywhere that were having cornrows in the stands just to see Allen Iverson. He was just such an influential player during that period. And the cornrows embodied that. I don't think that I think Larry Bird's hair was a part of his like wild and free spirit, but I think Allen Iverson's cornrows were more important, um, you know, just from a cultural standpoint than uh, Larry Bird could ever reach. But if you, I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit if you're willing to put Allen at number four, um, and we'll put Larry at number three. I think I think you got to put Larry Bird at number three. All right, so we're going to put Larry Bird at number three, and we're going to put Allen Iverson um, at our number four spot. So, Sam, why don't you give us uh, your number five? So my number five was Kenny Walker's flat top. Um, This is just an NBA haircut, and there's nothing more to it. Um, I mean, it's just a flat top, you know? So I um I had Dr. J. I know you had Dr. J at number four. So how are we gonna work this out? Are we gonna put so hold on. Okay. So we got options. I think that you have the four and the five of Dr. J and Kenny Walker. So I say I'm gonna let you pick right now of who is more deserving of the five spot. Is it Dr. J or Kenny Walker? Dr. J for sure. Okay. So we got the Dr. J Afro coming in at number five. And uh, the sixth spot, so you introduce um, the Birdman Mohawk, and I have the uh, Chris Mullen flat top. Um, I think that the Birdman – are you kidding me, Sam? <laughs> like, come on. This is terrible. I know you say it doesn't matter, but this is just awful. It's funny. No. I, here's what I'll say. My number six was 1991, Chris Mullen. I will put Kenny Walker. He will be our number six. In exchange for, we're not putting Birdman on the list. Is that okay? Um, I guess, but I mean, if you'd see that, I mean... I see that, Sam. What other player has... That unique of a haircut, other than Dennis Rodman. Uniqueness doesn't mean everything, Sam. It doesn't mean everything. There's just bad, bad hair, and that's that's bad. All right, Sam. Um, 
why don't you read us uh, your number seven? So number seven, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Lamb Chops. Um, there's not much to say about this, but it is funny looking, and that's all I have to say. All right. Um, you know, I have, you know, I had Kenny Walker. I guess my number eight, I could match that, is in 1993, Anthony Mason had Nick's uh, shaved in the side of his head. But I, um, you know, I'm willing to give up Kareem's lamb chops. That was pretty, that was pretty sweet. But um, I don't know. What, why don't you go ahead and read like the, uh, your eight and your nine, just uh, so we can put some more uh, hairstyles into the fray. So, number eight, I have James Harden's beard. Um, I feel like you couldn't have a list and not include this. Right, Dean? Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> and then at number nine, I have a sleeper, Anderson Verzal. I mean, psychic no. Bob right here. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. I did forget James Harden because I don't, I don't know how I did. So here's what I'll tell you. I think that's pretty good. I think we should put James Harden at number seven, and I'll put Kareem at number eight. Okay. All right. So we got James Harden at number seven and Kareem at number eight. All right. So you got your last. Why don't you go ahead and read us uh, your last one, I guess. So number 10, I have Kawhi Leonard's cornrows. Um Okay. This, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, Kawhi Leonard fan, and that's really the only reason I included him on uh, my list. So before we talk about mine, you said that Kawhi Leonard's cornrows were a better haircut than Allen Iverson's cornrows. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. It's not even top ten. That's what I'm saying. That's a little bit ridiculous, Sam. <laughs> No way. Um, my 9 and my 10, I got the hippie ponytail from Bill Walton. He had like a headband around this big curly ponytail. I think that's just kind of who he is. Bill Walton's a little weird out there, so I understand if you don't uh, get that as much. In 1996, I had the the Det Du from Det Left Shrimp. He was on the Sonics. Had this little, you know, West German uh, high top fade. I think it looks pretty good in it. And so we got... We got two more spots left, right? And I would say, why don't you pick one that you want to be on this list that you it hasn't been put up yet, and I'll pick one of mine that hasn't been picked up yet, and then we'll argue over which one is better. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm gonna, oh, you go ahead. Neither of my last two are are like. Legendary haircuts. So, I don't know. I mean, we can go with Birdman. If you really want that, then we can fight about that. But All right, I want Birdman in there. Okay. I'm going to go with um, Chris Mullen with the flat top in 1991. So, here's why Chris Mullen... I mean, you are right that I would... I think about the hair more with Birdman. I mean, I guess we could put it. If you really want it on there, then that can be our number nine, Sam. I think Birdman has got to be on number nine. All right, so we'll put Chris Mullen at number 10, and somehow we made it. Um, here's our collective list from top to bottom. 
We got Dennis Rodman with the 33s, MJ Bald, Larry Bird, Allen Iverson, Dr. J with the Afro, Kenny Walker, James Harden, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Birdman, and then Chris Mullen rounding out the list. Uh, those are your top 10 NBA hairstyles in NBA history. Uh, Sam, do you think we did a pretty good job? I think so. I think that uh, if you saw this on the internet, it would be a, a pretty fair fair list. All right, well, that is going to wrap up uh, this uh, this little segment of NBA Hairstyles, and uh, I guess we'll be back uh, with Mixed Bag in a couple weeks. Uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, and uh, we'll be right back with our NBA coverage. Uh, we'll be right back. high action early on. Before we get to that, we want to congratulate Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year in the NBA. So, nice job, Tom. Turned the Knicks around. Um, he did a really great job, but uh, they got a lot of questions to answer going into the next season. Uh, but we'll see how they do. Moving on to the first Eastern Conference semifinal series. You get the Philadelphia 76ers against the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks take game one. Trey Young with 35 points, 10 assists in a victory. Uh, they win by four points, 128-124. Uh, some questions came into the series as Ben Simmons, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, is guarding him. Clearly, Ben cannot slow him down. His trace is too fast. All right, Sam. Atlanta, you know, obviously they won both their games at home against New York. It's tonight. Game two, a must win for Philly. Um, it's not a must win, but I I think it definitely slims their chances if they cannot get a victory tonight. Yeah, I think that they have a chance just because, you know, you have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, you always got a chance. But Trey Young has been fabulous in this playoffs, and I feel like the league is in very good hands because he's just putting on a show, you know, launching them from way way outside and just, you know, cooking up Ben Simmons. Uh, it'll be very interesting to watch game two. That is tonight, 730 on TNT. And in the Nets-Bucks series, a surprising twist. Um, it appeared to be a tragedy uh, in the Nets' way. As uh, James Harden went down in Game One with a hamstring injury, but no problem for the Nets as they dominate uh, the Bucks in uh, Brooklyn. And uh, without James Harden, you know, obviously all three games in the season were without James Harden playing. But the Bucks did win both their games at home in the regular season. So Sam, uh, you think the Bucks can rebound in this series? Um, I don't. I don't see after these previous two games. I do not see. The Bucks being able to stop the Nets, I think they may get one game, but um, we'll see. All right, and moving on, um, we have to, we have to talk about the Clippers uh, in Game Seven on Sunday. They defeated uh, the um, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic looks like he needs some help, but no matter. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard take care of business. Uh, the switch to put Kawhi Leonard on Luka Doncic uh, because they said, you know, Kawhi, we need your offense, but Kawhi still gave it to him. You know, putting up 35 points in that game seven victory while guarding the best player on the court. He has just been so dynamic throughout the years. And uh, Sam, you're a big Kawhi Leonard fan. Um, you think he's going to take a big performance to take down the mighty Jazz? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, I feel like the Mavericks and Jazz are semi-similar teams, so um, Kawhi Leonard's going to have to come up big. Yeah, you made a great point. They're very similar. They like to spread the floor and kind of space things out and shoot a lot of threes. Uh, the Jazz are more well-rounded. Obviously, you know, it's not all Luka Doncic um, who's doing the ball handling, but Kawhi Leonard has to play great defense and give them a lot of points. Paul George, you know, he's always been a little iffy in the playoffs. We'll see what we can do. Game one is tonight, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time on TNT. So we'll see how those uh, kind of things shake out. Um, but definitely going to be an exciting series. The Clippers um, were my pick, obviously, uh, to win the championship before. I never stated that on this podcast. But they were my pick, and I still believe in them. Uh, so we'll see how they do. And in the final series, the Suns uh, win game one against the Nuggets. They blow away. Uh, the the uh, Nuggets in crunch time, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, just too much. So, Sam, you know, you got this little dilemma. Uh, who do you go to in crunch time? You got the young Booker, a rising star, or the veteran Chris Paul. If you are Monty Williams, the coach of the Phoenix Suns, you know, you got a last-second shot. Who are you giving the ball to? Um, As much as I like Chris Paul, I have to go with Devin Booker just because – he is he's fresh and from what I saw last night, uh, he can hit shots regardless of where he is on the court. So, yeah, definitely right. Um, you know, he's been a monster his entire playoffs, and I, I think he'll continue to do that. So, I definitely get the ball to Devin Booker in crunch time. But don't count out Chris Ball. Still chasing that first ring. I know State Farm is going to go crazy. If they make the finals, uh, we'll see how, how all that pans out. But that is it. Um, that's all we got for our coverage of the uh, NBA playoffs. Sam, any final thoughts before we close out the episode? Nope. All right, that is going to do it uh, for episode number 33 of Carter and Lowry. And you'll hear us on Tuesday. Tuesday.